Hey everybody, and welcome to the Vulnerable Entrepreneurs, coming at you from the great city of Worcester, Massachusetts. I'm Sean Riley. And I'm Common Thrath. And today, like always, we're having a no bullshit conversation about the entrepreneurial way of life. So Max, one of the things that we talk about on this podcast, you know, there's this there's this misnomer a little bit about what it takes to be an entrepreneur, which is really easy, right? Start a company. Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. But what it takes to be a successful one. And, you know, we joke around and we say the Titanic was sunk by the part of the iceberg that is under the water, the massive part of the iceberg that nobody sees. Everybody in the news, you, you see Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg and, and the, you know, Google, we, we all talk about the top three companies and how they started. And before that was Hewlett Packard and Nike and all that. But what we don't spend a lot of time is talking about the, the road less traveled, right? The journey that got there. And along with that journey comes sacrifice. I mean, Bezos didn't wake up a trillionaire, right? Um, it's about the journey and the growth and what it took meaning sacrifice to get you where you are mentally, but also what have you given up along the way? Energy and space, certainly material things. I um, was talking to an entrepreneur a few weeks ago and he was asking like, what does all in mean? And I said, it's easy. If you want to start a company and be successful, take your most precious possessions, your five most precious possessions, go sell them buy five days worth of food and live in your car for 30 days and see how it goes. And at the end of that, if you still have the drive, the desire, the motivation, your creativity, you're ready. So like I said, Max, starting a company or, or becoming an entrepreneur is easy. You just sign up and okay. But talk about your sacrifice a little bit, make it, make your story resonate because I, it's a story. It's a great story and it's real. Um, all right. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where to start because there's a lot of, a lot, a lot of sacrifice in many different angles. Uh, as far as food goes, I want to just resume this by saying I'm a, uh, I'm a ramen survivor. That's, <laughs> that's what I go with. Uh, I've been doing ramen forever and not willingly just because, you know, it is the cheapest food. Um, I especially like the kimchi one, but anyways, uh, <laughs> I do too. I actually do too. Uh, yeah. So the living situation, I do remember you mentioning that uh, at one point in your time, uh, in your story, you, uh, had to live in your car. Um, I had a point in my time where I didn't even have the car to live in. I actually figure out how to live uh, in, in some of the people's homes that were doing renovations. Uh, they didn't have any AC, but they, you know, they, they left the houses by themselves. And I was like, I'll help you with some of the uh, labor if you let me stay over. And I did that. Um, and then there, as far as in general sacrifices, I feel like the biggest sacrifice is that I'm missing out in an entire decade of life experiences um, because that's what it's been taking since. I mean, yes, there's, you know, lots of things that happen in between that. Um, and not every year I was fully committed to, to 
doing this. Uh, but more than anything, I think that the thing about relationships, for example, has been really hard. I've, I've had a hard time keeping relationships because, you know, you have to be in the relationship. You have to be committed. But most of my commitment goes towards um, the company. If I don't get this done, it's never going to get done. And, and then, you know, you know how those things go. It's like, well, you have to be in the relationship but you can't, I can't do it. I, I have to, I have to get this done or else it's never going to get done. And, and I have, and I feel like this sense of urgency and anger because I feel like this should already be out there, should already be uh, providing these solutions. And, and also I feel a sense of anger on the possibility that somebody may take what I've created and run with it. And uh, there's a few examples of, of kind of similar things that have happened. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like I have to put everything I have into this to make it happen. Uh, and, and, you know, that's where the sacrifice comes. It's like, well, do you want the company to happen or do you want to have a happy relationship? Do you want to go out with your friends or do you want the company to happen? Uh, you know, do you want to experience something on the weekend like Halloween or do you want the company to happen? And that's kind of like where the sacrifices come from. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sort of, I've lost friendships. I've lost a lot of things, experiences, um, health, hobbies, passions, love, life experiences all over this. And it, it has not yet stopped. It will stop at one point where I feel like, it, you know, I'm comfortable for the company to at least that I can get some help doing, you know, somebody that can wear some of the hats that I'm wearing. Um, but so far it's just, it's endless, you know, sacrifice. I feel like that's, that's what that is. I mean, health, for example, you know, I have a chiropractor that adjusts me, adjusts me. Uh, every once in a while because I do not have enough muscle to hold basically, you know, a, a proper posture. So it comes out of whack every once in a while. And, um, you know, she's, she's like sad with my situation. And she says, why can't you do exercise here and there? I'm like, I'm literally all the time working on this. It's, it's so exhausting. You have no idea if I stop, a minute, I can see a failure down the line, and and I have tried, uh, you know, getting in a working routine, and 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 it ends up not working because I'm always doing this. And if you if you work out, for example, if you try to work out and get some kind of health, um, how would you say, like a, a routine of some kind where you are. You, you have to keep up with it. You can't just like do a push up one day and then forget about it. And the next month do another one because it's never going to do anything. It's just waste of time. So I do not have the time to have a routine. I do not have the time to have a relationship or go out or anything. And, um, you know, I've pretty much given up. Like my passion, for example, is drifting. That's one of the reasons why I hoped on the entrepreneurial train. I was, uh, 
with uh, a friend, uh, Alejandro Radetic in Argentina, and he was living the life and, you know, being an entrepreneur and racing all over the country. And I was like, man, I want that life. Uh, that's kind of like a little bit of the spark of one of the few things that got me going. Um, but you know, that's, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to race. I wanted to drift. That's my passion. I've not been able to do that at all in a decade. And it's very sad. Uh, those, I, I feel like, uh, sort of summarize, uh, some of the things, um, I, I, I think like if possible, like to you to go a little deeper, if you don't mind on the relationship side, because I think people listening here, like they have relationships with the best friend that's probably transitioned you, you, and you touched upon it as an overview relationship with a, you know, if it's a, a girlfriend, boyfriend, but then also relationships, if, if they were married. And uh, other people who, who may not be entrepreneurs might listen to this and be like, how could someone completely forego a relationship? Like, that's crazy. Like over a business or over a, a product or an idea, like you got to several ties with family, friends, loved ones. What, what was going through your mind there? Like how, give us an insight. If someone's like going through this right now, Max, what was going through your mind and your decision process to, to, to make that choice of foregoing the relationship to, to be all in on the business? That's a tough question. Um, I figure that I have a few years of my life to make different decisions. Um, having a, a successful or happy relationship is definitely one of those things that I'm very interested in having. I, have had those for very short periods of time because my situation never allowed for more. Um, I think that the way that I think about it is I sort of zoom out from my own personal life and look at the whole picture and see, okay, I was born in 83. I have this going on right now. I have this many years of life and th the remainder of my life is going to play out one or the other. I can have that fun or that happiness with a relationship now, but I'm going to live this way for the remainder of my years. Or I can make the decision to sacrifice everything now and live the way I actually want to live for the remainder of my life. Uh, so it's sort of like a big picture sacrifice that I, I think that I've made. You know, it's like- you know, Max, it's not always that, you know, as an entrepreneur, we get pushback from significant others or, you know, spouses or girlfriends or whatever that say, oh, well, you know, I'm sure you can take an hour off to go, you know, do this and, and sure yeah physically you can but speaking that went through it personally we're in the business 24 hours a day we are all in the business so sure i can go to a friend's wedding i will guarantee you i'm thinking about work i might as well be at yeah. work so yeah. it's not just the physical Oh, can't you leave the office at five o'clock? Yeah, of course I can. Of course I can. But I guarantee you, 
I'm going to be thinking about work. And personally speaking, that's what kills relationships. It's not the way you are physically, it's where you are mentally and emotionally. You know, you're up at, you know, you know, somebody says, Oh, I don't know how I can do all this. I get up in the morning. I got to do this with these people. I got these kids, my spouse, my answer without even hesitation, get up earlier. I live by myself and I get up between four 30 and five o'clock to start working. And that's not like a yay, rah, rah, Sean. That's just how I'm wired for a lot of people. That's not a great lifestyle style to either be around or be in. I have a great friend of mine that has a very, very successful um, agency. And he says being a successful entrepreneur is one of the loneliest things you can have because you, you, whether you set out to do it, which I don't think you do, or it just happens, you end up losing a lot around you. Your circle of friends and relationships becomes very, very small. Also means a lot more, but it becomes very, very, very small. Yeah, that is absolutely correct. Uh, I think that in the case of, uh, you know, having a relationship uh, specifically with a woman, in my case, um, you know, they need attention and you need commitment and you need all these requirements to make things work. And I have found myself uh, guilty of forgetting things that needed to be done in, you know, in said relationship or, you know, like just not being there mentally, which is part of the requirement. And, uh, it, you know, all of the, all of the relationships I had have ended in the same situation because of that. Uh, so that's sort of my take on, on relationship stuff. Um, friends as well. You know, uh, I've had a lot of friends that I just pretty much sort of disappear. They think that I disappear, that I've never, you know, reached back. And that's not the case. I have, I, I actually have a really good memory. I can say for, for not forgetting people. I, I think I don't forget anybody that's uh, remotely important to me in my life. I've had a list of thousands of people. And, and, and also, you know, you gotta think I've been, I've gone to like 24 schooling institutions of all, of all kinds. I've moved around. I've been to so many places and I've lost in touch. I've lost touch with so many people and, you know, I still remember them. Um, you know, if I could get back in contact, it would be great. But anyways, going back to this uh, sacrifice situation, um, I, I'm going to tell you a little story. Uh, in a very resonant way, uh, short, short version of it is that whenever this started, um, I was in 20, in 2011, I had just recently arrived to USA from Argentina and I wanted to, um, get things going. And I need, I needed a job to be able to maintain things and to be able to purchase um, you know, sort of like services from people that would get me, you know, the, the documents that I needed for investors or so on and so forth. And so I needed a job and somebody gave me a thousand dollars to be able to move to DC where I was able to get a job. So I went there and I stood and I stayed there. I rented a room from a couple and this couple didn't let me use their fridge entirely. They didn't let me use their their kitchen or many of the amenities. So I ended up eating ramen and ham, which is both very salty things. 
a um, couple days later, I was helping a friend move. Um, and it was very hot in DC. And I ended up uh, collapsing in the metro of DC because I was, I had no nutrition. It was, this is like two weeks after me moving into that place. So I ended up in the hospital and they said, dude, you need, you know, you need some kind of nutrition going on in your system. You cannot survive on ramen and ham. Uh, plus you need to drink water. Um, so it's, it's sort of like part of the whole move, you know, it's like starting to get out there. Uh, it, it's, you know, obviously it's not a, it's not a good thing, but from my point of view, I think it's funny that I just tried on the first go, I almost died. Um, so, you know, it's, it's things that you have to do. I mean, I'm the kind of person that goes all in. I mean, I put a car sideways 80 miles an hour and people think that I'm crazy. Uh, I, I don't even think about that twice. I just go and do it. Um, so I, I do think that you need some kind of uh, gut uh, to do these kind of things. I think that you have to be aware that what's involved and what could be involved and think ahead that, you know, it's like that, that little meme about life where you draw a line and you say, okay, this is going to be my life. I'm going to go from point A to B. And then you see the actual life. It's like, there's like a gyrographic that goes all over and goes up and down in circles. And it's like, that's what actually happened in my life. You know, that's what it is. You never know what's ahead of the corner, but you have to keep in mind that all of these sacrifices are going to be present in, in this career. And it's going to be lonely. It's going to be hard. And this is why not that many people want to be in this position. A lot of people that I have spoken to have said, yeah, I mean, I, I can appreciate what you're doing, but I would never do it. I'd rather just have a steady job and, you know, know that I'm having, you know, uh, an actual income and I can keep going and I don't have to worry about all these things that you worry about, which are literally thousands of things, if not hundreds. Um, the, of things that I constantly have in my mind that I have to get done. And, and, you know, you think, oh, well, this is exciting, you know, to, to do this. Well, it's going to warn you out. And, and, and if it doesn't get to you, well, you know, you're a tough cookie. Well, that's, and, you know, that's a great point because it's not that you have to sacrifice all these things and make the sacrifices that you've made to be successful, but you have to be willing to. You absolutely have to have the mindset to leave everything behind you to do it. And to your point about curves, there's a reason why you're not a drag racer and you're a drifter because you'd rather go 80 miles an hour around a corner than go straight ahead. Anybody can map the accelerator and go straight for a quarter of a mile and flip the parachute on and okay, great. But it's going around the curves. And by the way, I'd argue if you think drifting is hard, you know, try starting a company and raising capital, right? I mean, it's not as fast, but I'd argue it's, it's probably twice as hard. So yeah. my point is that you have to be willing to go through that. You know, if you live in your car and you pass out in the metro and you go hungry, that doesn't, that's not the recipe for success. But you have to have the foundation and the willingness to absolutely leave everything and everybody on the ground behind you to be able to go forward. That's strength. Yeah. 
you have to. It, it, it sounds selfish, but part of the reason why I'm doing this in, in my case is because I, I want to be able to be there for people. I want to be able to be a friend and be like, you know, oh, I'm moving. Can you help me? Yes, I actually can. Okay. Uh, you know, we're having a family gathering. Can you come? Yes, I actually can. That's the future that I want, you know, that, that where I can be there, when I can have my socials, where I can be happy. And, you know, this is a sacrifice that I'm doing right now in order to make that happen. Well, there's that, you know, there's that old story, right? There's a guy that falls down into a hole. And the priest walks by and he says, hey, priest, can you help me out? He goes, sure. He writes down a prayer and he throws it down to him. Then somebody else walks by. He goes, hey, can you help me out? I'm stuck down here. Sure. He throws down a flashlight. He's still stuck in the hole. Then his friend walks by. He goes, hey, I'm stuck in this hole. Can you help me out? And he jumps down into the hole. He goes, what the hell are you doing? And you're in the hole next to me. He goes, yeah, but I've been here before. I can show you the way out. And that's what it is. You're doing this. So hopefully maybe somebody that you meet in your career, whether it's a client or another business partner or an entrepreneur, doesn't have to step through the same holes that you did. They'll step in other ones, but they don't have to go through it exactly like you do. And they, maybe they, have, they can be as successful or even more successful based on what you've taught them. So it's a legacy too. And it's very yeah. much a journey. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, as, you know, as humans, we, we have a responsibility to, to learn of our mistakes and then help the other people that, you know, not to make those mistakes so we can move forward faster and just avoid the silly mistakes. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do think that that's the way to go. I mean, I love helping people and you know, part of the reason why I have this company is because I do think that this is potentially a lot better than anything that is the competition right now. Um, I do think that people, you know, technology is all about making things simpler going, you know, progressing faster, stop wasting time. And part of that is, is that it's like, we're eliminating those holes that, you know, I guess as a society, we have accidentally made, I don't know, but yeah, it's, I, I think it's great to be able to help one another. I think it's, you know, I'm always there. I mean, I help pretty much everybody that I can every single time. Uh, that's kind of my nature. And so I think that that's a, that's a great attitude. So Max, you know, your story is, is amazing. And I think it can resonate with a lot of people. Um, today, tomorrow, right? It doesn't stop fear. Fear in different levels does not stop for us as entrepreneurs. Hmm. What, what keeps you up at night now? What, what's, what's still something that you're fearful about today? Honestly, right now, my biggest fear is that this is never going to happen and that somebody else is going to steal it. Uh, those are my two biggest fears. Um, I don't know if you want me to elaborate on that. Yeah, unpack that for us a little bit. You know, I think other people have ideas and they're striving to, you know, there's, there's folks who are trying to be disruptive in the marketplace if it's new tech or a, a better solution. Um, fearful too. Someone else might come in and take it or steal it. So like, what would you say to them? Like, what are you going through? How do you, how do you break through as you feel well, as you're, you're going through that? Maybe you might be psyching yourself out or nagging yourself out. How do you, how do you keep moving forward? Break through that fear. The number one logical thought from all that is that if you don't try, you're never going to know. Uh, so you have to keep going forward regardless of whatever fear you have. Cause 
you know, if you're going to have a fear and you're just going to not do anything instead, then you're just wasting what could be. And uh, you're never going to know, which is probably worse because that's going to haunt you for the rest of your life. If you don't know what could have been, then, you know, the chances of you growing out to be a bitter person are pretty much set in stone. And I know those people. And yeah, I don't want to be in those in those shoes. So you either you know push through the fear, or you end up being a bitter person. Sort of that's how I see it. Uh, that's the, the most logical and raw way that I can put it for you. Uh, Max, as, as big as my fear of my companies failing have been, and success is relative. What's successful to you and what's successful to me could be two very different. Thanks. You know, when kids say, yeah. oh, daddy, are we rich? Well, depends on who you're comparing us to. To some people that have a dollar? Yeah, I guess so. To some people that have a billion dollars? No, not at all. But in the, in the companies that I have run, my biggest fear is not starting something or not doing something. That trumps the fear of any level of success I could ever have is sitting around you know, on my deathbed to be dramatic or just sitting around saying, you know what? I, I should have done that. I should have killed me every single time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I do know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it was, uh, it was fear and anger and the anger side. It's, it's more than anything, well, like something that causes me anger is, for example, seeing all these companies getting funded and knowing that I can do better. And, and, and you know, something that I've heard many people go through is saying, why am I not getting funded? Why are they getting money and I'm not? Um, and, you know, I think that's something that resonates to a lot of people. It's like, oh, you know, what, why is this happening to them and not to me? Um, I, I think that the reason why is, well, there's many reasons, but one of them is probably because you're not doing your job as best as you can. I think that if, if you get creative and you push your boundaries, you can, I, I think that obviously there's the, there's the whole, you know, advantage uh, or uh, how do you say, um, you know, having a head start in life, it then gives you uh, an advantage. I don't have that. I think that my life, because of that, is a little bit harder than most. But I think that anybody can achieve anything. I mean, it's it's been proven time and time again that people, they have something to offer to society in some way or another can make it. And, uh, you know, oftentimes you have to get creative. Sometimes you just gotta get lucky. But I think that what's the biggest factor of all is that whoever puts the time to make things happen and sees that something, something is actually coming out of it that is a factor that shows you that you're on the right track. If nothing ever happens, nothing at all. Well, then I understand. Maybe you need some kind of guidance. 
But if something is happening, if you see some kind of traction, people paying attention, people asking you questions, people being interested, then you're on the right track. Uh, also, the one that counts as of very lately is people completely disagreeing with you. If, if there's somebody that says, oh, that's not going to work because of this and that, or they're very, very negative, that comes from fear. And that fear of, of you actually having something that's worth something. And I think that right there, you're onto something and there's some value in there and that should keep you pushing. I think that that is a, um, a fantastic story. And it's also a fantastic, um, close to this. I have to tell you that, and I'll speak for a second for calm. We very much appreciate the vulnerableness that you bring to this and the openness. Um, it is not just a great story. It's actually how it is in life as an entrepreneur. And one of the reasons why I'm so grateful that you agreed to be on this is that you're going through it right now. You're not, you know, sitting in your penthouse somewhere saying, yeah, 10 years ago when I had to eat ramen for a few weeks, you're, you're going through it right now. And I think that entrepreneurs need to hear that story. I think they need to hear it a lot more because it's not just the tip of the iceberg. It's not just the um, being successful and um, being funded. It's having to go pitch and pitch and pitch time after time for that one investor or partner or whatever to close and say, yeah, let's do it. So what I'd like to do is change gears a little bit. You have to put on your fast. You know, you like speed being a drifter, right? <laughs> so there's a French uh, writer, reporter, journalist, actually. His name's Bernard Pivot, and he put together a 10-question questionnaire um, that asks some thought-provoking questions. So first thing that comes to your mind, uh, one-word answer if you have it. First question, what is your favorite word? Um, I know this, Colin, I'm thinking of it. Uh, Persistence. Oh, that's a good one. What is your least favorite word? Greedy. Greediness. What, what turns you on? Cars. You said? What turns you off? Um, e egotistical behavior. Coming from an entrepreneur, that's that's pretty vulnerable, man. I like that. What sound do you love? Sound? Yeah, sound. Oh, it's kind of hard not to say anything about cars now. Um, Go ahead, man. It's your your answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean the sound of racing cars. I guess. What sound do you hate? Hmm. Uh, people chewing uh, when they're, they're chewing food. My friend, that's a huge pet peeve of mine. I totally agree with that. Right. What is your favorite curse word? Favorite? Oh, can I say it here? Absolutely. Absolutely. We're in podcast land. Oh. Yeah, fire away. Uh, well, I mean, I don't want to sound cliche. I do, I do have another one, but right now being in the spotlight, I can't think of it. But fuck is definitely, you know, there's so many applications to it. I love it. 
spoken like a true, a true entrepreneur. Now, not including racing, so you can't use that either. What profession other than being the CEO of Galaxis would you like to try? And you can't say car racing. Uh, I don't know if inventor, it's like kind of close. Um, and uh, radio, uh, uh, like a sports radio commentator, I would love to be able to do that. Like an announcer. That's a pretty cool yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like kind of like, you know, when soccer people are screaming goal and all that stuff. <laughs> what profession other than the one you have now would you not like to try? Well, it's something you hate would hate to do. Uh, can, I, can it be something that I have? Oh, yeah. It, it would be more welcome if it's something you had to do already. In your yeah. Life. yeah. Car salesman. Oh, that's interesting. Really? <laughs> and if heaven exists... What would you like God to say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Uh, right, were we really alone? <laughs> that's, that's brilliant, man. That is brilliant. <laughs> Max, this is amazing. Um, you know, the insight, like Sean said, I agree 100% everything he said. And, and um, I think we're excited to have this uh, share with everyone else that's listening. Uh, one last question, I, I guess, for, for you is to, uh, parting words is what are you working on right now? So, you know, how can someone get, a, get in touch with you if they want to reach out to you? Uh, I'm on uh, LinkedIn as Max Gallardo, CEO of Galaxies. Galaxies is not spelled with the usual E in them in, towards the end of it because it means uh, the center of all social as Axis in Gala. Um, what I'm working right now is that particular startup. Um, I do have a lot of different companies that I want to fund, uh, found and, uh, you know, th this is my baby and this is the one that matters the most to me right now, uh, which is able to monetize content better and advertising better than any other platform, including Facebook and YouTube. Right. Well, best of luck. Keep, Thank you very much. Keep, keep the grind, keep the focus, keep the purpose, right? And, and, and enjoy the journey all the way through. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Max. I really appreciate your time. And, and time's one thing you can never get back. So we're very appreciative of your time and, and your vulnerability and Absolutely. everything you taught us. So I appreciate it. Very welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, and it's been a great experience, of course. And, uh, you know, reach out whenever uh, I'm always available. So this is not so much just for our listeners. It's with our listeners. We're doing this with them, not just for them. We're all together in this big, massive, disconnected group called entrepreneurs. Find us on Facebook and LinkedIn at The Vulnerable Entrepreneurs. Twitter and Instagram at The VE Podcast. The VE Vulnerable Entrepreneur Podcast. And join the conversation by visiting us on our website, thevepodcast.com, and email us at hello at thevepodcast.com. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. That wraps it up. We understand that every minute of your day is valuable, and we appreciate you spending time with us today.